Hey everybody, welcome into episode 11 of the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you're listening to me, and I appreciate that. Hope everyone had a terrific weekend. On this week's TV slash film focus episode, I go over and break down all the latest happenings at this year's San Diego Comic-Con 2018. Personal side note, I love this shit. This is just geek haven, or heaven, but it's also haven. See how it works there? That's good. I should write that down. But this is awesome. This is where we get so many new trailers, one-on-ones with a lot of the different actors and the people behind the scenes that work on some of our favorite stuff coming out in pop culture. So it's always a really exciting, cool time. San Diego Comic-Con has been, well, once the mecca for everything, it's kind of taken a couple steps back the last few years, mostly due to the fact that Marvel and Disney are not really involved because they do D23, and they usually go there and do a full blowout so can't wait for them to do that so it always seems a little bit smaller in scope but you see a lot of stuff from dc and warner brothers and and really a lot of different places whether it's film or tv come in and and it's a great chance for fans to hopefully see interact get more of the behind the scenes nitty-gritty and see exclusive things coming out um, from some of their favorite properties and everything like that so on today's episode what are we covering we are going to be covering and going over the trailers that we got for glass for Aquaman, for Shazam, and Godzilla 2, and last but certainly not least, James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, gets his walk-in papers from Disney and Marvel. We'll jump into that in a little bit, but let's um, let's deep dive in. So on, so San Diego Comic Con ran or is running, depending when you're listening to this. So. If you're listening to this on Monday morning, then it was this past weekend from Thursday to Sunday. So there might be some stuff as I'm recording early Sunday mornings Pacific time. There may be a few things that break. Um, I looked at the schedule. I really couldn't see if anything on the docket for Comic-Con was in the works in terms of, you know, like what's coming down the pike on Sunday and stuff like that. So worst case scenario, if something big happens, I'll just add a segment to this podcast and what have you. And maybe I'll just do a continuation out and I'll figure it out. If it's anything imperative, I'm like, okay, I really want to cover this. And I got uh, some strong feels and thoughts on it, that sort of thing. So a lot of stuff to get into. So we'll start with Glass. For the people that don't know, what is the movie Glass? Glass is directed by M. Nant Shyamalan, a.k.a. Mr. What a Twist. Uh, For people that don't know, M. Nant made his M. Night. M. Nant. What the fuck's his name? M. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it sounds right. Anyways, so he made his bones with stuff like Sixth Sense, Signs, some of my most favorite movies of all time. Then he did shitfuck stinkers like The Village, and then he got high off his own supply and just forgot how to direct movies. And he did what I think might be one of the greatest movies ever in terms of just bad movies, Avatar. Oh my god, and I'm not talking about the one with the blue aliens and all that bullshit. You guys know what I'm talking about, the bald-headed child that knows martial arts. So... He's kind of made a comeback last year. I th- yeah, I think it was last year. He did Split, which charged, uh, which charged. Okay, see, this is why I need to like kind of breathe and slow down a little bit here. Which starred James McCoy, aka newer 2.0 version of Professor Xavier from the X Men movies. And it's if you haven't seen Split, it's a fucking awesome movie. It's really, really good. It kind of definitely he goes back to his roots as a director. And he kind of figures a lot of stuff out, and he doesn't try to overcomplicate things. And it was it was a really good, it was an f- awesome movie. Like I had a, a blast watching it. And I think for me watching that movie, there was a sense of like I felt good for him, 
because as a director I really liked his work and then he just completely fell off so to see him kind of regain kind of his swag and his confidence a little bit as a director was you know it made me feel good seeing it so I can imagine how it felt for him and I know from just interviews I've seen he's been pretty open about when you know split after it came out and was getting a lot of praise he as a director was very open and as a content creator just talking about like it fucking sucked it was a dark time with how much he blew as a director and he just kind of lost his Midas touch with film so for Glass which is going to be the third technically yeah the third and final movie in this like un I don't think it was a planned trilogy of his superhero stuff um you have him you have James McCoy coming in reprising his role I can't remember the name of or the Beast I think that was his role in Split and then you have Bruce Willis coming back as um I don't know bald white guy with superhero powers like I don't remember his fucking name was from the Unbreakable movies and then Samuel Jackson also coming back as Mr. Glass so saw the trailer for that it looked good um hopefully it's an interesting story I felt like the trailer told me 96% of that story but I'm hoping there's some other little little stuff that he didn't show I mean it's only one trailer but we've seen we've seen more and more I think with trailers in general to get people like so excited and and kind of hyped and just start like touching themselves and having shit shared around so it can get trending where I think a lot of directors well I mean it comes down to marketing like the people that are marketing the film it depends on who has final say on trailer cuts as well as the film where you know they'll put shit in and, and craft it in a way to try to get as much interest which makes sense to me but I think sometimes they do that at the expense of leaving some mystery to the film so I'm very curious how this is going to turn out. I hope it's good. I mean, it looks fucking rad, man. And that's the thing. When I go over all these trailers that I'm going to go over, I'm going to try my best to kind of dive into them and try to actually have an intelligent thought attached to them instead of just saying, oh, this looks fucking rad. Or I say, oh, this looks like ass. You know, I'm trying to get, gonna give you a little more content, hopefully, to that to, you know, keep you listening so you don't press pause on me. So Glass looks really, really good. Can't wait for that movie. Um, I just hope it's yeah, dude. I hope it was it wasn't a shot in the pan with Split, and it just works out and everything like that. All right, moving on. We got the fucking train wreck. My goodness, this fucking movie. Uh, we got a trailer from Warner Brothers for Aquaman, which comes out this December. So my brother sent me the link, and I started watching it, and I thought it was like a fan film. I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, this is like someone just made it up and on YouTube and they're like, ah, see, it's the new Aquaman trailer, but it was like some bullshit they put together. Um, no, it's the fucking real deal, dude. Like, it's it's legit. And it looks like a fucking train wreck. Oh, my goodness. First thing that pops out to me was they show Atlantis, which is Aquaman's homeworld. And it looks like they reused assets from... Star Wars The Phantom Menace like Jar Jar Binks like his home world what was it like Gungan or Gungan City or whatever on Naboo it literally fucking looks like they took that shit and they just copied and pasted it over it looks horrible that is definitely not the direction or style I would think that Atlantis is this epic Greek city from lore and lost to mankind look like a fucking Vegas sideshow it looks, ugh, looks horrible and everything the acting look like shit like um, what's her name Amanda Heard the one that got beat up by fucking Johnny Depp. Like, she looks smoking in this movie, but there's certain shots with her red hair where I'm just like, what is going on? Like, is that reshoot wig? Like, what is that? 
what's his face jason marmol i mean if i have i mean i understand the ladies out there like to like flick their bean off to him and everything and that's cute but dude that guy cannot fucking act to save his life like his best role was game of thrones because he hardly spoke and he just looked menacing he looks like a fucking idiot in this movie and i don't know if it's dialogue or him as an actor it just looks like shit that movie i had no expectations for this film and I even have lower expectations now because of that trailer. I don't know how that's possible, but hey, they found a way. And James Wan, I think, is a good director. He does some good stuff. I just, I think the direction and the style that they're going for for Aquaman just looks corny as fuck. And it had this, in the trailer, it's this forced sense of comedy. And I think it's one of my criticisms of Marvel, where Marvel, I think, kinds of sh- does kind of chew in the jokes as much as they can and nothing I think is more nothing is a bigger example of that for me than Age of Ultron the Josh Sweden film right where you had dialogue dialogue like if you're looking at it or the script dialogue dialogue and then boom insert joke dialogue dialogue insert joke and it just became so fucking corny where it's not funny it's not authentic comedy anymore that fits the scene and really you know does anything for it so I think that with Aquaman, it's the same fucking thing where they're trying so hard to force in, like, this is funny, like, this is something, like, this is what Aqua, our Aquaman would say, and it's like, okay, cool, but it, it just comes off as corny and fucking lame, man, like, there's nothing fun about that movie that I saw, or for that trailer of that film, and then at the end of the day, no matter what I say about these trailers, I can only go based off of what you, the studio, decide to show me as a fan, and I'm gonna have my judgment based off of that, and if you have a good trailer or a great trailer that comes out, I, I want you to. I want these movies to be fun. I want them to be great. I want them to be original and clever and just have a great story to it because I want to give you my money so I can go see your movie in the theater and have a great fucking time and have a great feeling when I leave. I'm not going to give you said money if you give me a, a feeling where I want to jump in front of oncoming traffic. And that's what this movie trailer did for me. So the movie just looks like ugh, it's just vomit inducing the comedy. They're trying so hard. And he's like, you're fucking Aquaman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it's like, fuck off, dude, just shut it already. Like, and I just, the story was just, I don't know. It just looked like shit, man. I am, I have no expectations. And it comes out the 21st, a couple days before Christmas. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'm curious how that's going to work. And I think this is going to be a fucking flop in my opinion. I mean, nerds are going to go see it and everything like that on day one. So I think maybe week one, it will make its money, but I'm, I don't, I don't know what it's going to do after that. I think there's going to be a huge fall off regardless if there's competition in the theater with them or not. And there's always usually to keep in mind, there's always some fucking movie every year, like a handful of them, like, I think it was it two years ago or something. Remember when nobody was talking about La La Land and it came out and it was like this big thing. That was like a summer movie or like fallish, right? And then I think before that was Moonlight. Moonlight came out of nowhere. So you're always having these handful of films that have no hype or no attention whatsoever going in and they come out and people are like, no, no, you need to go see this. Like, look no, look no further than recently um, for Sorry to Bother You like that just came out of nowhere and people are like claiming it as one of the best films of the year. So you're always going to have these handful of films that come out. And usually I want to say like around 
December, late November, there's always that one movie that comes out that they're trying to do the Oscar push and people get pretentious and they're like, I want to see it. I want something more sophisticated to clean my palate after the summer blockbuster popcorn movies. And so it's like, okay, you're going to go against that shit, dude. And I mean, have you proven anything to be original and cool and and all that? Like, if you're someone, I'm sorry, you can have your own opinions, but if you see Aquaman the trailer and you're like, that looks fucking amazing. Like, I cannot wait to fucking pre-order my tickets. You need to get your head and eyes checked because it looks fucking... I, I don't get it. Like, there's nothing about that movie that I see where I'm like, I, I can't wait to see this movie. So, moving on to another DC film. Shazam! So, I watched the trailer and I've talked about Shazam a couple times. One of my personal favorite superheroes from the comic books. I just love the lore, love the history of it. So, going into it, I know I've said before, I'm like, Ugh, I'm, I don't know. Like, there's some shit about it where it looks crappy, and there's some other stuff that they've talked about that I'm kind of excited about, so we'll see, right? So, I'm watching the trailer, it starts off, and I'm actually having a kind of a good time with it. I'm, I'm smiling, I'm like, this is cool, this is not overly cheesy where they're trying to insert that joke and force it down your throat kind of thing, and all that. Then they show fucking his suit again. Like, this is the official look of his suit. It looks awful. I'm sorry. It looks like you got, like, the intern costume designer from a CW show yet again to fucking do the costume. I know I've used that joke before, but literally when I see it, that's all I fucking think about. Where it's like, what the fuck? It's supposed to be, like, a not a big budget, but come on, man. Like, you look at Deadpool, right? Deadpool was a fucking small budget movie, and I understand it's different, but he's this glowy fucking, the lightning, but it was just like, come on, man. Like, if you're worried about it, how about you just do, like... A smaller budget, simplify the un- or his costume, and then, boom, you can do a fucking cool scene in the sequel if it justifies it when you have a bigger budget where he gets, like, a new costume or something. I don't fucking know, but it's anything's better than that shit, right? So, I'm sorry, his suit looked awful. The guy that's playing Shazam, like, adult Shazam, he, I, I like him. He's a cool guy, you know, but it's just, like, he only can do with what he's working with and all that stuff. They do a brief shot of the villain, and it's like, okay, they're trying to keep some secrets to it. That's cool. Then, as I'm progressing through and I'm watching the trailer, Billy Batson becomes a total fucking douchebag. And not just the actor that plays the adult version, but also the kid, too. And it kind of just defeats the purpose for me, and that's where the trailer kind of lost me, where... I'm trying to think how I can do this. So, when you're writing a movie or anything, you got to have an arc, right? For Especially your main character. It keeps the audience invested. You root for them. That sort of thing. So they start that off by showing you as the audience member that you like this kid, Billy Batson. You like the guy that's going to be Shazam because in the trailer, we show you right off the bat, he defends his foster brother from that's a handicapper from getting his, you know, getting the shit beat out of him. Right. So it's kind of like that old like, oh, give the main character a dog. It makes you feel good about him, makes you feel safe, makes you feel warm. You're rooting for him, right? So they do that. That's cool. That works. I get it. And then he just kind of becomes like this douchebag. And I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because it defeats the purpose for me. Because when he's adult Shazam, he's like eye-goggling this one girl that walks away. Like, hey, I'm a superhero. And then like, so I'm like, oh, it's a kid who has these superpowers that makes him a god pretty much, right? So yeah, it would go to his head a little bit. So I am curious to see if in the movie they tie that in where Shazam the wizard who gives him the powers is like, hey, dude, you're getting a little too big for your britches. Like, I'm taking the power away from you, which we've seen before. We've seen that cliche. So that would kind of disappoint me. 
Um, and he gives him the power because I would assume from what I watch in the trailer, Billy Batson's like, oh, I'm a good kid. You know, I'm a good I'm a good little baby boy. And that's why he gets these godlike abilities. So I, I don't know. It's it, it just it just was like and then as they progress through, it just kind of turned into superhero porn mixed with you know, everyone acting like a fucking millennial. And if that's what we're going to have, it's like, if there's one thing I know as a millennial, everyone hates millennials. No one wants to watch a fucking two hour movie about a kid or a kid who turns into a grown ass man with godlike powers act like a millennial. That's the worst thing you can do. Okay. That's not relatable. You're just making a movie about some douchebags. That's exactly what the millennial generation is myself included. So why the fuck would you make a two-hour movie about it? So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it. I'm still going to see it day one because I'm an idiot and I'm a geek. I get that. Unless, like I see another trailer or the reviews come out and they're just like, please don't see this movie because it's wasting your time and money. Then that's a different story. I can wait for Netflix or something. Um, but yeah, I was, I was going in hopeful and this trailer didn't really do anything for me to kind of get the hype levels up a little bit like I said it started off well and then it just I can't get over a suit it started getting really cheesy and corny and I understand that's something they're going to lean into so I'm trying to be open-minded about it and everything so we'll, we'll see what happens moving on we have also a trailer that we got on Saturday for Godzilla 2 I think it's the subtitles like king of monsters or some shit like that so i actually somewhat enjoyed the first godzilla it was fine i thought gareth edwards did a did a good job with what he could do i mean at the end of the day you're you're making a fucking movie about this monster like that's what godzilla is right and you got to try to what make it good invest the audience into it get them to care there's so many layers to it right at the end of the day again it's a fucking monster that destroys things so i thought the first one was good the second one they have a new director his track record is kind of shit in my opinion. Like he wrote a lot of the original, like Brian Singer X-Men movies. So I'm kind of like, we'll see what happens with that. You know, uh, the, what's your face? The chick, uh, plays seven from uh, stranger Things. She's in it. And she does like her seven stuff where she just looks at the camera, you know, in a very serious, slightly uncomfortable way. And so that's in it. And then, um, yeah, there's some other people on it, too. That, a lot of familiar faces you'll see. But it looked like um, monster porn, as I call it at the end of the day, man. A lot of CGI going on. Fucking Godzilla shows up, and he's fighting, like, Mothra and a shit ton of other villains. I'm curious to see if at the end of this one, if that's where they go and decide to tie it in. Because this is part of, like, what they call their monsterverse, which on its face may sound ridiculous, when I tell you what the monster verse is, if you're not familiar with the idea and the concept that they're going for, for legendary, the studio, but I'm pretty excited about it. It's so fucking corny. I love it. And it just seems like a cool idea that I can't wait to see. Um, and so what that mean, what I'm getting at is how are they going to tie this in? If they do decide to do it at the end of Godzilla two of this movie, how they tie in fucking King Kong and Pacific Rim into that. That's right. That shit's coming together. That's your monster verse. So that just seems like amazing summer popcorn fun. And I'm I'm all on board for it. You know what I mean? Like, let's have a good time. I'm I'm willing to go in and kind of switch my brain off and have a good time with certain stuff. Just don't just don't play it to me like I'm a total freaking moron. You know what I mean? Like, just have a little respect for my for my intelligence, please, if you can, and the rest of my fellow audience members. So um yeah, I love the trailer. I thought she was cool. The tone of it was really interesting because 
they didn't do like any crazy like hip-hop meets rock matchup or mashup kind of song or whatever it was this very like somber fucking debbie downer tone and i was like okay what's going on here what's which direction you taking us i felt like they kept quite a bit of mystery to the trailer um trying to set up giving me the idea that hey there's more to this movie than just godzilla just fucking things up and i was like okay that's cool i i can um you know i can i can get done with that so uh moving on last but not least we're gonna have a little of a shorter episode because mostly trailer shit that came out this weekend and again we're just you know <laughs> thanks disney for doing your own thing for comic-con i would like to pat an extra five minutes but uh what are you gonna do so last but not least uh james gunn director of guardians of the galaxy one and two on friday we came out i think like um a pretty early friday afternoon that he has been fired from disney and marvel the reason for his firing is in regards to tweets that he did on his own personal twitter account some time ago where he made some really really poor bad jokes about basically rape and being a pedophile and and things of that nature there's a lot of political stuff that's going behind the scenes too with it I, I looked into that and you know what I'm I'm not here for that show. Like you can you can go to fucking CNN and your Fox News if you want to for that bullshit and and sip that Kool-Aid. Like I'm I'm not in charge of that. Like yeah, you can leave that shit at the at the podcast door. Um to be honest, so this started on Friday, it leaked out. So I've had Friday, Saturday and, and most of today to kind of think about like how do how does that make me feel? What's my opinion on that? To be honest, we're two plus days straight in and I am fucking undecided still i know that's probably not the hard in answer you wanted but i i'm conflicted one side of me is like yeah you fucked up dude and even though it was forever ago it's fucked up what you did and said and you know shit dude skeletons can only hide in your closet for so long you gotta go and then the other side of me is like okay well he made these jokes in poor taste they were forever ago he's clearly through his actions not the same guy that did these things forever ago so he shouldn't be canned and then there's a third layer to me which kind of makes me feel how can i put it it makes me feel guilty almost because there is a part of me with this whole thing where i'm like i fucking love guardians one and two i love what he does with these characters and the universes that he creates and i want to see more of it and i'm not ready for him not to give me more so there's a selfish part of it for me to be honest with you but again at the end of the day i'm still undecided about like how this makes me feel because it's I can see both sides of it. You know what I mean? I can see the middle angle as well and all this other stuff. And I mean, for what it's worth, he came out and he got in front of it after the news broke. He, you know, he was very, very apologetic for a lot of people he works with, got his back and everything and said, yeah, this isn't the guy we know. And, and everything he said it himself that, Hey, these were jokes at a time in my career that I did because I was trying to be funny in the sense of shock value and get everyone's attention. And that's clearly not who I am anymore. Um, it, it, so yeah, it's it's a really tough bag because and the thing is, like you know, with these people, we see what we want. They show us what they want to see, especially on camera. But he always seemed like a really cool, down to earth, fun guy. Um, I've heard so many interviews he's given, and it's like he seemed like one of those dudes where it's like, dude, I would love to fucking hang out with him and pick his brain about stuff and and everything like that. And then you hear these, you see these skeletons in his closet where you're just like fuck dude because at the end of the day with when it comes to comedy and everything like that comedy subjective obviously but and everyone has their lines and 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 stuff like that and i'll be the first to admit my comedy even five years ago my sense of humor what i found funny or jokes that i told 
clearly is not appropriate for today's culture but more importantly i wouldn't laugh at them now they were bad they were corny and they weren't clever they were lazy so you know yeah if you can believe it actually a lot less you know or excuse me a lot more lazier than what i do now believe it or not but yeah it's just it's one of those things so yeah i'm sorry i don't have a defined answer for you again if if you're listening to this episode chances are you may maybe still be new to the podcast and or you've listened to the last couple of episodes i i try not to go one extreme to the other believe it or not on certain things if there's something i'm passionate about or I feel confident about, yeah, of course I'll go in. When it comes to stuff that makes me feel undecided or I don't know, I'll talk it out through with you guys and just tell you how I feel and how I look at it. And in this situation, I have no idea. I'm, I'm so split on this and what have you. And I try to be the middle on some stuff. Not everything is perfect. Not everything sucks ass. There is a great middle ground, a great gray area that film, TV, video games can operate and live in and we can still enjoy it and have fun and have our and have our issues with it at the same time, you know. We live in a very one extreme to the other culture right now. Um not just with anything political, but also anything opinion based, especially when it comes to shit that doesn't matter, you know, at the end of the day. It doesn't matter whether a movie's good or not, to be honest with you. It doesn't matter if this game is really worth your sixty bucks or not. It doesn't. That's not important shit in life. But at the end of the day, we use these devices and we hope they're great. We hope they're good. We hope we have fun with it and we have a sense of enjoyment as a sense of escape from the real world. And that's okay. I don't think there's anything shameful or wrong with that. And in this situation, it's very interesting because you have a, a, a Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a great device, you know, a great vessel to escape and go to a different world and a different galaxy and have fun and see a talking fucking tree and a, a raccoon, you know, pop jokes and everything like that and yet you know now it's the real world coming into it and clashing with it so yeah i'm sorry i don't have like i don't got a flag to put on one side or the other on this one you guys um but yeah i'm I'm conflicted you know it's it's like i said it's it's a weird one it's a weird one so um yeah i think that's where i'm gonna end today's podcast yeah i'm sorry i I pretty much should have moved that up and on a more positive note i should have ended it and and what have you but I mean, I think you'll forgive me. I'm, I'm still new at this, you guys. I'm still trying to figure it all out. But actually, no, fuck that. Um, I do have one positive note that I want to end it on. So this has nothing to do with Comic-Con. This was released, I think, a couple days before Comic-Con started this past Thursday. We got the second trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody. Holy shit, that movie looks fucking great. The first two trailers have blown me away. My hype level, expectations, whatever you want to call it, have gone through the roof i am so excited to see this movie in november um they have quite a bit of time to go from now to november so i'm hoping i assume they're going to do a third trailer i really hope they don't show me any more of the movie than i want to see um because it looks great what's his face the guy from irobot who's uh fucking playing the lead singer of uh queen you know freddie mercury he looks fucking great dude he looks awesome in that movie he's acting incredible i can't wait to see it I hope it's really, really good because they had some bad behind-the-scenes drama where Brian Singer directed and he got the boot and he like flew off the hinges and had a big falling out with the studio and everything. I think even uh, there was a report he went after the iRobot guy on set and shit and trying to fight him or strangle him or something. And it's like, oh, daddy, you're just spreading vicious rumors. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? I don't think that one's a rumor because Brian Singer's a fucking weirdo. Like, he's a sick fuck. Like... 
remember that dude did not do the press tour for x-men days of future past because of his little pedophile hollywood circle that he's alleged to be involved in whatever that kid's that guy's fucking in pedo circles dude like that guy's a fucking there's something going on there i mean where there's smoke there's fire people use use your brain you know what i mean it's not just people making shit up about you because they don't like you it's because there's probably like this is fucking hollywood all right we got fucking weirdos doing shit that get the benefit of the doubt on a lot of stuff and they get leeway and they get a pass on a lot of shit that they do in their personal lives and that's fine that's personal right and but sometimes that personal crap can leak through into the public eye and then guess what all of a sudden your closet's no longer secure it's wide open for people to see right or wrong so when you start switching directors and have production issues etc that's usually a red flag for a, a movie so far from what I've seen of the two trailers, there is nothing whatsoever to get me concerned. But again, it's trailers. I mean, fuck, do we all remember, what was it, that fucking, oh, that DC movie. Oh, Suicide Squad. What are we, some type of Suicide Squad? Remember that bullshit when that trailer came out? It looked fucking great. It looked so good. It was like, oh, it's like Guardians, but a little bit darker. Yeah, that movie was a fucking shitstorm. So that could be this too. But so far, I've enjoyed the first two trailers. I've had a lot of fun with it. I can't wait to see that movie in November. And there you go. There's like a boom. There you go. Back to my first point about um, fucking Aquaman in December. Bohemian Rhapsody comes out November. I think it's 14th. Like, dude, that's an awesome movie. It's a fucking... And it's about Queen. They have a good fan base. Movie looks good so far. So we'll see. Obviously, if reviews come out and it sucks ass. And yeah, it's not going to do anything. But, you know, that looks good. So yeah, I do want to end on a positive note. Bohemian Rhapsody, check out the first two trailers if you haven't already. It looks really, really good. Okay, uh, I swear I'm done. That's it. That's going to do it for me uh, for today's episode, you guys. I hope you all enjoyed listening. Hope everyone has a great, terrific work week, and I will talk to you guys on Friday. Take care.